Hello, 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 guys. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. We are in episode two of Humiliation Hour. Mm, 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 mm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm your co-host, Mistress Electra. And I am your other co-host, Isis the God. Last week, we talked about how we got into sex work and where we're at now after we started sex work. And this week, we're going to be talking about, well, Electra, you can tell everybody what we're talking about this week. Yes, this week, we're talking about coming out to our family as sex workers, period. (laughs) And how fucking nerve-wracking that was. Yes, but we do want to give a special, special shout out to uh, all of our listeners that tuned in last week. We really, really appreciate all of the support throughout our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, uh, platforms like that. Truly grateful. Mm -hmm. Hashtag humiliation hour. Keep it coming. Thank you. Thank you so much. And stay tuned for this new segment. Hi guys, welcome back to our news segment. This week, Isis the God will be presenting our news. Take it away, girl. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. This news is kind of messed up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So basically, Associated Press, cite your sources, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> put out an article today basically talking about how the USA fencing organization failed to protect this teenager from being sexually abused by her fencing coach for two years. Mm. Um, This former coach, I should say now, is uh, Robert Piriano. And he owns said fencing business and uh was coaching her for two years um essentially he's being sued by the family because he was (laughs) coercing this 13 year old girl into sending nude or half nude photos of herself in uh, exchange for money And it's happened for two years over time. Everyone that she tried to tell about it basically shut her down. And now he's facing a lawsuit because he's a sick person. (laughs) Alexa, what do we think about that? I is 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 giving me very much um, the the Olympic coach, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the the uh, Nasser guy. And I remember back in 2017, because because this this was on the news the whole the whole year of mm-hmm. your year. So I remember getting like the facts as they were rolling in, and this motherfucker was a dirty dog ass bitch. And his his minimum sentence for the shit that he did to those girls in the Olympics. Or even in gym- gymnastics, period. Not just the ones that made it to the Olympics. Um, he- minimum forty years, maximum Oof. like like one hundred seventy five. But he got sixty years, bitch. He got sixty motherfucking years for harassing these girls, violating these girls. So I I I hope that they put this motherfucker under the prison because what are you doing co- coercing? a 13 year old child okay even though she's 13 so she's still a teenager Mm -hmm. she's still a kid my nigga like 
there's literally escorts out here. You have prostitutes. You have right. girls. You have even phone sex girls before they was Kim girls. You got OnlyFans girls. You got you got all sorts of shit that 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 can that can scratch your itch for you, okay? And you gonna do this to a thirteen year old girl who looks up to you, like you're her coach type of deal? I can't imagine. I and can't. and what sucks is that after being pressured for so long by him, she did end up sending him pictures, like dozens of pictures of herself. Mm. And later that turned into him actually physically, you know, touching her inappropriately. That's well, yeah. And like he was giving her financial compensation for the. Yeah. So I mean, it's all messed up. It's 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 literally all fucked and 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 as a girl, when this man is 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 sending you money for like things that you just see on the motherfucking internet, you like oh it probably ain't nothing but a thing type, mm-hmm. shit. but it can go left very very quickly, very very quickly, and I feel so sorry that she had to like endure that for her teenage years. But I really hope they make an example of that motherfucking and uh, put his ass un- under the prison. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't say how long he's going to be in jail for. He's in the Nashville jail, but we don't know what his sentence is going to be like after that. If he even ends up going to prison. <laughs> right, yeah, facts. Because, but- you know, sometimes these people get a little slap on the wrist and keep it pushing. That is, that is very true. I hope that is not the case here because that's that that whole situation is not cool at all. Like it, it really makes me fear for having a daughter, to be honest, and putting her in any type of like sport that she likes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. you can't even enjoy your hobbies as a kid, or you know, she may this girl may have wanted to become a a, you know a famous fencer you know what i'm saying so it's like this probably fucked up her whole view for that shit now yeah 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 it literally only takes one experience to mess up someone's entire vision as to what they want to do for the rest of their life definitely i feel very sorry for this girl but i hope he ends up in a solitary confinement that man should not see the light of day ever again Hell yeah, baby girl, I am rooting for you and fuck him to the highest degree. Bitch ass. <laughs> All right, that's our new segment for this week. Anything else you want to add today, Isis the God? Um, shit, for my listeners, well, our listeners that do have kids, please listen to your kids if they are telling you that they are being touched or you know emotionally harmed by someone that you know or someone that you don't know because everyone's voices need to be heard especially the kids yes (laughs) yes and most of the time these things happen to people by people that they know exactly that and it's always the point where they don't want to believe it just because they know that person but no Exactly that. Always stay cautious, stay hyper vigilant. I mean, kids, they they'll they'll tell you like it is. I'm trying to tell you. So don't take anything, especially of like sexual nature. Anything, don't take that light. Yeah, do not do not take it lightly because 
people can put on a whole entire facade and you would not see it coming. Mm-hmm. So I would I would definitely believe my kid before I believed anybody else. Exactly that. Take that uh, and keep it with you this week. Until next week, uh, stay tuned for this main segment. Ow! Hi, guys. Welcome back to our main segment. What it do? Hey, this time we'll be talking about how we came out to our family as sex workers. Uh, And again, this week, Isis will be starting us off. Take it away, girl. (sighs) Okay, so the first person I told in my family about me being a sex worker is my granny. Shout out to her. Um, (laughs) um, Mainly because uh she's one of the very few family members I have right now that are actually present in my life and I it's okay it's not a big deal some people are not meant to be in your life however (sighs) (laughs) however it was kind of tough for me to continue like sneaking around and like not telling her how I was like making my money and everything especially since we became super close over the years Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until like what two months ago, mm-hmm. two yeah, like two and a half months ago actually is when I told her that you know I had started doing like financial domination and how now I are well now I'm more uh interested in doing in person sessions compared to just like you know financial domination or online domination and I was telling her that me doing sessions is essentially how I've been making a lot of my money and you know she was (laughs) I mean you know she's she's in her she's 70 now and you know dominatrix that's not something new to her exactly because you know mm-hmm. they've been a thing since like what the fucking 30s bitch mm-hmm. or whatever I don't even fucking know but very early but you know it's just that domination has evolved mm-hmm. over the years and you know I think that's what was really like tripping her out is how things have changed and that you know now you can use people as wallets and and <laughs> And people like to be dressed as as pets and, you know, uh, deprived of their senses and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just all very new to her. But she was very accepting. She wasn't judgmental at all. She was just happy that, you know, I was being safe with my practice and um, as a professional, you know, doing my business. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I'm not, as she said, uh, sneaking around like a CIA agent type shit. Right. Like, right. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm here for it. Um, but recently, like last week, I had told my dad that, you know, I'm a dominatrix and, you know, me and Electra have a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, all he said was, wow. <laughs> uh- he, he was he was like wow just wow and then he was saying how 
I have to be careful because there's tons of weirdos in that industry. And I'm like, bro, there's weirdos in every industry, but go off, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, uh, he didn't really say that he was, like, happy for me or anything. It was just, like, you know, surprised or whatever. And even when I had told him about, like, our podcast, he wasn't really trying to, like, you know, hear it or whatever. Which, you know, I guess I understand to an extent because, like, you know. I ain't gonna listen to your kid and talk about fe- kink and fetish, but at the same time, it's like you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know, support, <laughs> support is needed. Uh-huh. You know, like he he don't support me any other way as his only daughter. So I thought at least listening to one episode wouldn't be like a bad thing. Right. But he wanted to be a little bitch. So if that's what he wanted to do, it's what it is. Oh, <laughs> what if he decided to listen to this one? Oh my god. No apologies. He had 20 years to get it together for me. Well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> and Electra, it's your turn to tell us about how you <laughs> came out to your family as a sex worker. Well, yes. And, and, and we label this episode sex worker because me and Isis God have very uh, different stories as you guys know by now um, with how we entered the sex work industry so mm-hmm. um, I am not just a dominatrix I am also a stripper if you don't know that tuning in for the first time so um, I got into the sex work industry by by stripping I mean I had to pay for my college somehow and they kicked me off a dance team so for the for actually quite a while, um, I I made my parents believe that I was still on dance team, and then it was like, <laughs> she like where the where the pictures at, where the videos at, you know, like we don't see you out on the field. What's going on? So I'm like, okay, like now I work at Hooters, you know. So I chose Hooters because it was still kind of like sex work industry ish, but not all the way. Like it was women being a wage and and for the places that don't have Hooters, it's like Twin Peaks or something like that. So um, at at the restaurant that I that I told my dad and and for for me, my dad is my number one parent. So. Uh, the restaurant I told my dad that I worked at was Hooters. So he kind of got a feel that I was using my looks to get money, right? And a year into me stripping, I was making all of this money. I was like no longer needing uh, any financial aid from anybody. I was... I was going on trips. I was, I mean, shopping. I was, Period. I was, I was living the the literal stripper's dream. Like my first year stripping, I was making hella money, paying off all my bills, paying off all my debts, living motherfucking lavish type shit. Right before COVID hit, so you know prices for shit was still low, baby. Okay, so uh, what a time, what a time, <laughs> boy, girl. I was staying in the two bedroom apartment. For eight hundred dollars. Oh my god! You can't do my that. God. All right, all right, girl. That's like, that's like finding the fucking <coughs> found the youth, bitch. You will never see that yeah. again. Yes, no, never, ever, never, ever again, never, ever again. So 
my my parents were one of like know like how I was able to do all of this shit. So one day I finally told my mom and me and my mom don't have the closest relationship, you know, like mm-hmm. I mean like I said before like and, and and this is no shade, but my dad is just my preferred parent. He and I get each other very much. He's he's my number one supporter. Mm-hmm. Like we talk all the fuck. Like he's my best friend. So uh, I told my mom, and since she and I like don't have a good like well not good but at the time like a co- a close relationship, uh, and I really didn't care if anyone knew. Like my close friends already knew shit. Like even my like college advisor at my school knew what I was doing because she had to make my schedule around like my whole work schedule type of deal so like it was it was very much like this is what I do I've gained confidence in it no one can tell me that this is a bad thing I'm just exactly da, 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 da. so by the time I got to that point I felt very comfortable telling my mom and I told her just to see if she could hold weight, you know, like, because mm-hmm. you know how black people is. Once yeah. Comes, especially your mama, you know, mm-hmm. like, once you say your mama's something, she gonna get on the phone with her mama and all her sisters. And this gonna be a huge, huge thing, right? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. Oh, yeah. That's just how black people <laughs> That's just how black families work. Like as soon Literally. as I as soon as I had told my dad that I was a dominatrix, his wife texted me and then she probably told her sister and et cetera, right. et cetera. You know what I mean? I mean, but you know, it's like you said, at this point we're living unapologetically as ourselves. So, you know, I really couldn't give less of a fuck about who knows about me being a dominatrix because that's what I do and I'm not ashamed of what I do. Exactly that. And shit, bitch, I make more than you doing what I zap. Also, exactly that. And by the time I had told my mom, like, I had I had taken care of my whole lost tuition situation. I was now paying for my tuition in, in full cash. Period. And, and didn't need in, and, and still have not had a single fucking student loan in my life. So for me to be the first one in my family to go to college and for me to be able to pay for it with no help whatsoever, I was like, whatever, whatever y'all got to say, I don't give a damn, period. Oh, it was a lot of backlash on me because what people don't realize is that all of my mother's side of the family is super religious Mm -hmm. in hardcore Bible thumping baptist okay like hardcore so it was it was a huge thing that not only did i leave home but i also became a sex worker they they didn't give a damn about the fact that i was still in school you know get get, getting my education by myself and didn't have no kids when everybody else did but their main concern was that i was a sex worker and how i was making my money so not even 48 hours later, my dad calls me and he's like, we need to have a conversation. And this was a conversation I knew was going to have ultimately. Right. And I told him exactly what it was. This is what I do. It's not anything inappropriate. You know, like, I mean, shit happens at the club, but shit happens everywhere. So mm-hmm. 
rather me make a thousand dollars a day and uh be financially secure you know and still be able to pay for college or would you be out rather me be out here at a motherfucking fast food job or even at a a leasing job that I was at and prior to that a hotel job Mm -hmm. these are these are well-paying guys shit I'm an educated ass woman these are well-paying jobs and yet I still was not making enough to get by so I had to figure out something dude and y'all did my parents didn't have enough money to to make sure that I could stay in college they would have had to take out several loans themselves so I took it upon myself to figure out what to do. And stripping was was that for me. So any, anything that my family or my friends had negative to say about me, I was not hearing it. Simply because most of that shit came from my mama's side of the family anyway. And they ain't... <laughs> 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 ain't no comment. But just the simple fact that my dad understood me okay and and not just understood isis he overstood me when i explained to him what i was doing that it's not inappropriate that it's a a very valid line of work okay especially now even more so that i'm a dominatrix i'm barely even in the club now Mm -hmm. i go to the club now to to find kinky clientele and to strip on the weekends to make an extra couple racks type of deal. But other than that, I'm really no longer in there. So, like, I mean, his his idea of, of my line of work has definitely changed. But when I first got in, I mean, shit, my dad was still super supportive, even back then. Because mm-hmm. I, I was making a way for myself. And he yeah. couldn't say that about any of my other sisters. Nor could my mom. I mean, she was taking care of grandkids out the ass. And I was the only one that was doing something. So it was harsh because I did get a lot of backlash. But at the same time, I knew that I was also doing something that no one else had ever done before in, in, in my family type shit. I was making a way for myself. I, I left. I left. I literally left North Carolina at 14 years old okay and I went to Kansas to live with my dad because I knew that if I stayed in North Carolina with my mother's side of the family it would girl all my sisters got kids and right them I love my nieces and nephews but I did not see that life for me so I had to change whole environment type of deal and that's exactly what I did and yet even though my dad was working his ass off all of his life there was still not enough money for me to go to college and I knew that I wanted to go so maybe I had to figure something out and that alone will make anything anybody say that make that shit go out the window okay exactly (laughs) all right say something baby let's compare student loans all right that's the one and the and the three and the phone and, 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 and. <laughs> my story of coming out to my family it was a little shaky I'm not gonna lie like yeah m- my mom that's a that's a whole nother deal my dad even to this day is still very supportive he's even like <laughs> this man is basically my manager bro like period 
he'll talk to like what I need to post next on my social media, things like that. He's really in tune with the business aspect of what I do. So he helps me a lot. I'm very glad that I have that voice. Um, and I have siblings that are that are active in my life. So uh, whenever I first started stripping, like even my sisters, like they were they were really supportive. They, they was they was jealous at first. I was like, dang, like we don't even got rhythm. Cause I'm the smallest. I'm dead as fuck. Please, like I am the smallest in my family. All right, all my sisters is thick as shit, like Instagram baddies. Okay, so if anybody in the family should have been strippers, it should have been them and not me. All right, but <laughs> hey, I, hey, with even without the physique, bitch, I turned that bitch out. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, even even my sisters, like my cousins. They've 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 been they've been super supportive. They've been super supportive. It's it's my mama and my and my aunts and uncles and my and my grandma. That's the dead as fuck. It's 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 normal. They're still very religious, so they they it's it's just giving very close minded. They can't mm-hmm. open their mind to. Oh eat yeah, it. absolutely. But again, it's very I, much close minded. Yeah, but yeah, that's. That's another story. Leave them. <laughs> but shit, that is how we came out to our families about, you know, us being sex workers now. Um, anything you'd like to add, Electra, before we end this segment? Yes, I would like to add a couple things. So for the doms that are listening uh, that have personally reached out to us or that are just in general thinking about opening up to your parents or anyone in your family about what you do as a sex worker um i would say be prepared for some backlash yeah because not everybody is as open-minded as you are or as we are or your you know fellow sex worker friends are yes this is a very hard topic for people to grasp and even though like we can talk about it so openly like it's like it's nothing Mm -hmm. really nothing to us like we 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 talk about kink and bdsm and the sex industry and sex work all All the the time it's it's literally what i'm getting my master's in so it's it's ingrained in me so it's not taboo to us but Mm -hmm. for other people it really can be so gauge what level of backlash you're comfortable with receiving now if you in a situation where you're living with someone and if they don't like the fact that you're a sex worker then you may possibly be kicked out you have to be really cautious about how you navigate that situation because Mm -hmm. you know your level of independence or try to build that independence even more before having that conversation because shit shit can go left real quick ah tell you that so be prepared for any outcome i mean even when it came to isis letting her i was just gonna say that <laughs> when it came to isis letting her granny know uh that she was a dominatrix but i literally let her know if anything happened Bitch, you coming to me, okay? Straight to me. I ain't letting you go nowhere else. You coming straight to me type shit. So understand that you may need someone, a best friend, a distant cousin, a co-worker, someone 
someone in your circle that if you let this out to, that they will still love you, that they will still accept you, and that not only accept and love you, but they will also support you. And not Mm -hmm. just support you, but like really be your foundation, really be your rock. Because as a sex worker, you do need a rock. And I am glad that I have multiple rocks in my life. I have people like Isis. I have people like my dad that are my rocks. Period. I have my 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 partner who's my rock. So there's there's various there's various different things uh, that you have to be sure that are solid before you have these conversations. You cannot just have these conversations willy nilly. Definitely do some thinking before you do so. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to end up on the street. <laughs> yeah, definitely that. And, and and I mean, shit, people end up on the street all the time just for coming out for being gay. Exactly. Not- or trans or, you know, exactly. the list goes on. It, the list is very long. So not even just as a sex worker, but be prepared. Just as a human being, shit. Okay. Okay. And be prepared to be able to get all the money that you that you stack in and use that bitch the get away from everybody exactly you very well may need to okay well that's the end of our segment tune in for our next segment see you yes word of the day let's go and <laughs> welcome back y'all welcome back hello hello today Electra is going to be giving us our word of the day. Electra, want to tell the people what word we're going to be learning today? Yes, so this week we'll be learning about a very common phrase in the BDSM world, uh, and that is the phrase SSC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually um, an acronym for the phrase safe, sane, and consensual. Consensual. <laughs> So, safe, sane, and consensual was also coined uh, by a kink educator named David Stein in his book named Safe, Sane, and Consensual. Period. Uh, So, these three things are prominent in our pillars of the BDSM community because a lot of people just assume that we just be ass and just, like, just go on with it and just not give a fuck about what we're doing. Exactly. But there's a lot of research and a lot of information that goes into how to properly dominate someone. And practice. Yeah, and to do it in a a safe way that doesn't physically or mentally harm someone. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about SSC, we're talking about safe. Like safety is the very first thing. Like that's the very first S. So when you're thinking of things like pain play or bondage or any type of kinks that involve physical pain they're always going to involve risks right mm-hmm. so it's very important to uh stay knowledgeable about what you're doing to your sub or to your submissive or what have you because you don't want to induce physical harm mm-hmm. to them. And you also want to avoid any any permanent harm whatsoever. So that includes physical and, and mental. So you always have to stay safe. That means making sure that like the 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 flames are out in the candles whenever using them for 
for for wax play simple things like that safety is a number number one thing because i mean we're playing with people's lives here like yes and and what people don't understand within a ds dynamic is that the sub the sub may be you know submitting to us and serving us as the dominant but at the end of the day they are putting their trust in us mm-hmm. we're not just taking their rights away they are choosing to you know put their safety in our hands and if we are being unsafe or unknowledgeable about what we do and how we do it it just becomes a really bad experience for the sub and yourself yes which brings me to the second s doms in in anyone that has the the uppercase in the ds relationship mm-hmm. has to be sane okay mm-hmm. whenever you're dealing with the bdsm community it's it's very very easy to to blur the lines between fantasy and reality mm, that's the one girl and most people do want to want to blur those lines but on on top of being safe and making sure you don't inflict physical harm you also have to be sane enough to not inflict mental harm on Mm -hmm. because just because it doesn't like hurt them physically doesn't mean that it's safe if it doesn't hurt them physically but it hurts their mental state that's still insane to me and it's still not safe it's still very unsafe so um exactly like with um mummification or you know stuff like that where you're basically left <laughs> suffocated and like restricted for minutes to hours at a time it's important to check in with yourself to make sure they're still good because mentally being in that space for so long could mess with you for the long for the long term yeah so that's important too i didn't mean to cut you off girl go ahead no very much that uh, uh any any sane person would know uh when to check in with their submissive okay and and that even includes aftercare after exactly that uh so definitely be safe and sane and then we have to talk about being consensual so this is this is honestly like one of my favorites because it's one that people have no idea exist in the dominatrix world in 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 our let's talk about it Girl, so just because someone relinquishes their rights, okay? Mm-hmm. Just because someone consents to being your submissive, okay, does not mean that they consent to being abused mm-hmm. or recorded mm-hmm. or humiliated like there's there's various different types of subs so do not as doms we cannot assume that just because someone has agreed to be our submissive that we can treat them any type of way because they're our sub they exactly have to being treated as such like on my booking site i literally have my men tell me exactly how they want to be treated out of a whole list of things do you like to be nurtured 
Uh, do you like to be humiliated? Different things like that because men like to be treated different ways. So just because someone consents to something does not mean that they consent to everything else. Point blank period. Exactly. A sub that may like to be degraded is different from a, di- a you know another sub that doesn't like impact play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not every sub is into all the things that we're into, so it's important to have that discussion before any type of play or session happens because if there's not a equal understanding of what's happening in the situation, it's not consented. It's not- period point blank period like even even if if your sub says oh well i consent to being pegged that does not mean you can automatically ball gag him or blindfold him or spank him or anything like that all of these things have to be consented to you can't just all go willy-nilly on someone because again these are people's lives Mm-hmm. that we are in control of for a few hours out of the week. Yep. So we have to make sure that we as professionals are being safe, are being sane, and are making sure that all of the acts that we do are consensual. Because at the very least, at the very, very least, the number one thing that you have to make sure of is that the motherfucker wants to do what he's he's paying you to do. Exactly that. Like, we got to come to an agreement type of deal. That's my that goes That goes for service subs, too. Not just, you know, subs you have during sessions, you know? Yes, contracts are huge. You got to lay everything out. You got to lay everything out because things can be missed. Things can definitely be missed. That's why I like to ask questions during during my sessions can i do this is this okay are you uncomfortable with this right it's it and it's and it's not me coming down as it or being lesser than it's me make simply making sure that my submissive is okay and and my submissives love that for me so i will keep doing it because at the end of the day their mental wellness is truly all I care about, especially because it's important. My, yeah, my field is in psychology, so it's 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 way beyond just you scratching the itch of being dominated by a person. I want to make sure that after this session, you are mentally okay to go back into the regular world. And exactly, do and that is exactly how you build a connection or a bond with your submissive by having those check-ins by making sure that they are safe and that they are comfortable in the situation. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Safe, sane, and consensual. That's the way to go, baby. Get tatted if you don't remember, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to add, girl? Um, Damn. There's so many things you can really add to this shit. Um. Please practice safely. Do your research about any new kinks or fetishes that you want to practice. Um, make sure that the person or persons that <laughs> you are practicing with are comfortable and have an understanding of what's happening within this dynamic or practice and that you know you guys are both consenting parties in this
Welcome back, guys, to this segment. This week, we are adding something new to the podcast. We're doing something called a Dom Highlight. Period. Yes. So during this highlight, we'll be looking at mistresses, goddesses, you know, all of the likes, all of the dominatrix of color uh, in our community that are really showing out, doing the damn thing. Uh, and that Isis and I really think should be highlighted, you know, uh, boosted on their social media and, and do. just get, a, get an extra shout out there for them. Uh, so this week, who do we have, Isis? So this week we chose uh, Goddess Nalini. You can find her on Instagram at Mistress Nalini underscore. And you can find her on Twitter at Goddess Nalini as well. Shout out to you, girl. You'd want. Shout out to you, girl. Her content is amazing. Whenever you guys visit her social media, you will not be disappointed. I so have never seen a CRISPR uh <laughs> okay camera quality a1 definitely look her up give her a follow drain your wallet you know drain your shit because she definitely deserves it shout out to you girl you did your motherfucking thing keep doing that shit yes all right guys that's it for this segment this was a good episode was it not it definitely was absolutely absolutely yes i really enjoyed it thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another week's episode we really 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 appreciate it we thank you to those who tuned in last week and if you didn't you need to retune in obviously (laughs) retune you have to see what the reviews are about. We've getting we've been getting a lot of raving reviews about our podcast and we are so happy that you guys are loving what we're putting out. Exactly. We've been getting so many good reviews from Doms and submissives and I think that's a really good thing. I think that's pretty cool. Um but without further ado Adieu. 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 That's the word. Adieu. Yes. Okay, thank you. I thought it was a do, bitch. Anyway. It was, it was a do. It was a do. Very was. much meet of times. Um. Without further ado, uh, let's drop our at so, so they know where to follow us and all that other good stuff. Period. So after you've listened to this episode, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Isis the God. You can also find me on Twitter at Isis the God. And Alicia, tell them your ads. Yes, follow me on Twitter. That's where I'll be at the most is at <laughs> Dominant Healer underscore. You can find me there. You can also find my link tree in my bio so you can see all of my other platforms that I'm on. But definitely, definitely use the hashtag humiliation hour. We have humiliation hour. We want to hear yeah. what you guys think about our podcast and, you know, ask us questions. Tell us what you think we should talk about in a different episode. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to communicate with us doms. I know we a little scary, but <laughs> don't be shy. Don't be shy. We've been loving the tweets so far, so keep them coming. Definitely appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. See y'all soon. Out.